0: to see you. It's a pleasure to be here with you this morning and I bring greetings from Care for the Family, from Rob Parsons and from the old leadership of Care for the Family. Thank you for having us this morning. Uh, thank you to Gary for inviting us and I'm glad to see these many faces. I have a sister with me this morning um, that drove down here in a uh, So, uh, her her name is Bimbo. She's with me this morning. Okay, care for the family. We'll be looking at what care for the family does at the end of my talk today. But before then, I just want to say, number one, today as we celebrate Father's Day, um, I just want to ask, you know, as we've been talking about grace in the church, that we'll be gracious to people around us and be sensitive because it is um, a thing to celebrate at the same time, fatherhood has got so much you know, pain and sorrow for so many people. So I celebrate with fathers today. And I stand I standing up for those that may not have fathers, um, and those that may have a bit of sorrow in their hearts concerning their fathers. And I just want to say before I go on, you know, there's a, a song that says, I have a maker. He knows my name. He's called me his very own. So where we we might not have earthly fathers, where we might not have loving fathers, where we might not have the kind of fathers that we want, we have one father that we know. He stands for us. He cares for us. We matter to him. He loves us. He's gracious to us. And you know, his name is Comfort. He comforts us. And I think he wants me to talk a little bit about comfort this morning. That's not what I plan to, to do. But I'll just follow as I'm led. If you stand in a place where you need somebody to comfort you and you can find comfort or whatever you might be going through today, I want you to know that our Father, our Heavenly Father, is a comforting Father. A a, a song says, wrap me in your arms. And I pray that the Father of comfort will wrap each one of us in his arms today. And that he will meet us at the point of our needs. And that he will fill those void, empty, places in our hearts. He's a father indeed. He's called us by name. He knows your name. He knows you. He knows where you are right now. He knows me. And he, he says, you know, don't, don't stand far away from him. Come. Come to the cross. He's a father that runs to that child. You know, um, I don't know how many of you have been prodigals before, have been. And when I came back to the father, he embraced me. And he is the same father, even today. As we come to him, he will embrace us. He's actually calling, he's actually waiting for you. Maybe this is the moment where we want to bow down our heads and we want to say, just as I am without a plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, just as you are. Let's bow down our heads. Father, we come before the throne of grace this moment. We thank you because you're gracious to us. We thank you because you receive us the way we are. Thank you that you touch our hearts with your loving hand today. And we thank you for you bring healing to wherever we might be hurting. Emotional healing. Healing in our marriages, in our families. Healing in our finances. Healing in our nation, oh God. Thank you because you're a loving Father. We come to you with open heart. We thank you because you receive us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. As I was preparing for uh, this morning, I saw and heard uh, preachings of Gary, and so interesting, and thank you to the uh, choir for that song. I think it brings back to memory what he shared, I think that would have been like two weeks ago, that grace is God giving us what we don't deserve, did, did I get it right? And mercy is God withholding from us the things that we deserve. I'm quoting uh, Gary, basically. And what's a gracious father. Then he went on like, how, how, how can we do this? How can we apply this? Because we're, God has made us in his own image. And he wants, to be, he wants us to be his representative here on earth. How can we now bring this to the people that are with us? To the people in the world? To our neighbors? To our family members? How do we do that? Practical ways of us living, because we have received... And so we need to give freely. And I think there's a word today that we need to know. We need to um, know the art of receiving so that we can give out. Until we learn how to receive, we may not be able to give out. But as we receive, we give out. We, re- we receive grace and so we are gracious to other people. We receive forgiveness, and so we can forgive other people. So practical ways of showing that grace to other people. And I like the example that Gary, uh, Gary said in the message, talked about Billy Graham. Uh, I'd never heard that story before. Yeah? And I- I'm just going to remind you what he said that he was caught with traffic offense. And when he got to the court, he was supposed to pay $1 per every mile where he was above. And then the judge said, oh, I recognize you. I will pay that amount. And not just paying, then he took him for lunch. Wow. And that is what God has done for us. He shows us grace. And now we have the ability to be gracious to other people. When we read First Corinthians chapter 13, where it talks about love. Love is gracious. Love is forgiving other people. Love, we say love is a verb. Love is putting action into the things that we say not just saying things for saints' sake, but we say it because we mean it. Grace is allowing other people, other prodigals, when they come to church, that we welcome them, that we embrace them, that we make them feel very much at home. Grace is that time when uh, a colleague is driving us, you know, is looking for all ways to drive us nuts but we stand on it that I'm going to love you all the same or when that child you know keeps driving us round the bend we're able to stand because we're gracious to them and we show the father's love like you've heard grace is touching the untouchable and there are many people that need our touch today There are many people looking unto us, you know, like, will you have grace towards me? Many people are expecting us to do something. God is expecting you to do something, expecting me to do something to help the suffering world. What will I do? And what will you do? The radical definition of love is Action. So we cannot say we love and we sit down and we don't do anything. What do I have that I can offer to show the Father's love? And, you know, I want to read a song to Ross. The song is from Tim Hughes and says, "God, God of justice, oh, we must go. God of justice, Savior to all. He came to rescue the weak and the poor. He chose to serve, not to be served. Jesus, you have called us. Freely we have received. Now freely we will give. We must go. Live to feed the hungry. Stand beside the broken. We must go. Stepping forward. Keep us from just singing. Move us into action. We must go. To so act justly every day, loving mercy in every way, walking humbly before you, God. You have shown us what you require. Freely we have received, now freely we will give. Fill us up and send us out. Fill us up and send us out. Fill us up and send us out, Lord. I believe he has filled us and he has sent us. It is a time now for us to go. And I I trust God that he will give you that um, potential, the push to go, to go. So love is not merely a feeling or emotion, but an action, a decision of the will. Now, looking at our Father's love and the grace that he has given unto us, it's for us to recognize how far short we are on the definition of what the true love is and to embrace his own definition. How can I seriously apply this in my life? Another song comes to mind. It says, teach me how to love in the true meaning of the word. Not looking for what I will gain from that action, but in the true meaning of the word. Teach me to sacrifice, expecting nothing in return. I want to give my life away, becoming more like you each and every day. My words are not enough. Teach me how to love. And we say you know 1st John chapter 4 the whole of John is talking about love and he's talking about God is love we see now we say that by age 15 many of our teenagers will rather hold a mobile phone than have a father in their home many marriages are suffering Single mothers that they don't have people to turn to. And at this time, such a time as this, God has raised an army. And you are part of that army. I am part of that army. Care for the family is part of that army. And we go out to see how we can help and be a blessing to our community. And I'm asking you to please Join force with us. You know, in, in Nehemiah we read, as Nehemiah was broken and said, the, the city of my fathers is in ruins, what can I do? And as he got the letter and he went to Jerusalem to build, he gathered the Israelites with him to build. And what he's asking is, you just build that portion of your wall. And I'm asking you today, build the portion of your wall. That little thing you think you can do, but that little thing can bring great reward. I'll just ask us now to see some PowerPoints that we have. We just roll the PowerPoints. Mother Teresa says, kind words can be short and easy to speak, But the echoes are truly endless. So one way of showing our love and being gracious to people is the way we speak to them. We speak kindly. We speak sensitively. We speak graciously. Victor Hugo says, the greatest happiness of life is the conviction that we are loved and we all want to be loved. Loved for ourselves or rather, Loved in spite of ourselves. Stephen Covey says, "Love is a verb. I'm not even going to try to read everything, but he remember, love is a verb. Love to me is a verb. Love kicks in for real when things get hard. Love for me is when I don't feel very loving. It is an action. And Rick Warren says, it's not enough to just say relationships are important. We must prove it by investing time in them. Relationships take time and effort. And the best way to spell love is T-I-M-E. Spending time probably with people that are lonely, that are isolated, that have no other person to turn to. Maybe you know somebody like that that you can spend time. Maybe it's when spending time with your children, with your parents, with your spouses, with your neighbors. And Bill says, the local church is the hope of the world. The world is waiting for manifestation of the sons of God. And we are so I'm asking you, as Care for the Family has stood up to help the community, I'm asking you to please partner with us. Care for the Family has been for over 25 years and we have not taken any money from, for, from the government and that's even better for us because then we are not refrained to specific things or writing our old uh, literature again to fit the world we live in and we're asking you as a church to please partner with us to please come let's build this wall that is falling you can do that you know like um, pastor said earlier on we have papers that we can give you if you're interested you can take one what does care for the family do we have three main strands of what we do so one is parenting so we offer parenting courses to, teenager, to parents with teenagers, primary school age, early years, for children with additional needs. We do parenting for fathers, for dads especially. We have another one that's called Let's Stick Together. Let's Stick Together is aimed to young parents, you know, that because we understand that marriages break especially those early days where this little one, a bundle of joy has come to the family, but then it brings stress and it can break a family at that point. So we have what we call Let's Stick Together, which is a 45-minute workshop. So one thing I said about parenting, the other strand is about marriage, and the third strand of what we do is about bereavement. We reach people that are bereaved, and give them the support that is necessary. One other things we do for single parents, we bring them during um, holiday, July, August, and they go on uh, vacation. Such a vacation that they may not be able to afford for themselves. Now, just ask us to uh, watch the little clip now. <laughs>
1: Watch for a while in any park, playground, or street, and you'll see many different kinds of families. Some are going through good times, but others will be experiencing the heartbreak of life when it doesn't turn out exactly as we'd hope. The impact when things go wrong can be devastating on the adults. But of course, especially so on the children. And that's why over a quarter of a century ago, we planted a seed. We had the vision of beginning an organization that would not only help families in the tough times, but help those families put down strong roots in the good times, so they could see through those storms if and when they came. And that seed is grown now. Over those years, we've touched the lives of hundreds of thousands of families across the whole of the United Kingdom, bringing encouragement, support, and perhaps most importantly, hope.
2: At Care for the Family, we seek to provide encouragement and support to families through all the different stages and all the various experiences of family life. We help couples in lots of different ways. We produce podcasts. We run marriage events throughout the UK. And we provide marriage preparation resources, helping engaged couples get their relationship off to the best possible start. We help new parents in those first few precious but often challenging weeks after a baby is born, helping the couple build their relationship together so that that new little family unit can remain strong. Our parenting courses run in community centres, in schools, in prisons and in churches. We provide parenting resources online. And we help parents have the tools to navigate the ups and downs of parenting from the toddler years right through to the teenage years and beyond. Our activity holidays give the opportunity for parents and children to have fun together and to build special memories that will last a lifetime. And our subsidised take-a-break holidays for single parents give families who often wouldn't have the opportunity of going on holiday a much-needed break. Bry holiday has been a really positive experience for my daughter and I. To have one week just for you and your child is just amazing. We couldn't just go on holiday like I'd done before. We've done archery, rock climbing, sailing, we've spent time at the beach, we've had ice creams, and it's just been the most fantastic summer holiday. Our amazing network of volunteer befrienders provide encouragement and support to parents of children with additional needs, to those fostering and adopting, to those who've been widowed young, and to parents who are grieving after the death of a child. They share from their own experience. They say, this is not just you. At Care for the Family, our passion is to equip families in the good times, to encourage them in the challenging times, to bring hope and most of all, to make a difference as we strengthen family life in this nation.
0: Okay, as a roundup, I want to say thank you to everyone that is already supporting us and to everyone that will join us and partner with us and support Care for the Family. If you choose to support Care for the Family today, we have a a gift for you. And that includes some of the books of Rob Parsons and DVDs, Parenting to you get in your pack. Thank you for your time. Father, we thank you for this time that you've come to speak to us, to comfort us, to meet us at the points where we are. Thank you, Father, because we can talk to you and you're always listening. I pray your blessings upon this church and upon the young people, upon the children, upon the families, And I thank you because you bring your healing and health to everyone. Thank you. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.